Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. chapter 11 and we just gonna do this thing and, and, and see what God is trying to do and like I say God is just a <laughs> yeah, yeah. Romans 8 28 is true that's all I gotta yeah, tell you yeah, yeah. all things all work together you might not know how they working you might not know how to figure it out but how many know that God don't need you to know how it work for it to work you don't know how your TV works, but you turn it on. All right. You don't even know how your cell phone really works, but you use it. You not knowing how it works doesn't stop you from utilizing it. Amen? Amen. And it don't stop it from working. Amen. That's a message by itself. Some of y'all can take that and run. Amen. John chapter 11, verse 38. Here we go. It says, John 11, verse 38. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, some translations say even angered again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Sometimes you got to be willing to move the stones out your own life. Amen. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? I, it ain't nobody else saying this. Did the word not tell you that you would see the glory of God? So in verse 31, they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. See, it's something about just thanking God. That you have heard me. I thank you that you have heard me. See, that lets us know that Christ had prayed this even before he got there. Because <laughs> he's speaking in past tense. He didn't say, Father, I thank you that you hear me. He says, I thank you that you heard me. Meaning, I've already finished this. I've already settled this. All that's getting ready to happen now is for everybody else to see. I already saw my greatness resurrected. But now this is given for everybody else. Amen. Amen. He says, I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. Verse 33, when he had said these things, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Unbind him and let him go. What are we talking about today? Resurrecting your greatness. Removing the limits off your life. Amen. 
resurrecting your greatness. We have a story here with Lazarus. We all know the story. It, it can be taught many different ways, and that's why I love the word of God. It's a living word. But the way we're going to approach it today is looking at the fact of how do you resurrect the greatness in your life. But see, the first thing has got to be you got to understand that you are great. Yes, yes. How many of you believe that? Because if you don't believe that, then I got to stop this message and, and we gotta, I got to have God to shift it so that I can establish the fact that, that you already are great. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're already fearfully and wonderfully made. You're already the royal priesthood. You're already the head and not the tail. Yes, yes. Shall I go on? You're already great, but what happens a lot of times in life is that life happens. And life will, life will not only bury your greatness, life will not only cover your greatness, life will not only distract your greatness, but life has a way sometimes of actually killing your greatness. Even Albert Einstein got the revelation and said that it was greater than what dies in a man while he is still living than the death itself. What am I saying? He's saying that, that, that what's in you, that, that while you're still living in this earth, what's in you and dies while you're living is greater than even when you die. What am I saying? People will miss what you didn't bring into this earth more than they will miss you when you leave this earth. So we have here Lazarus has been dead for four days. And in Hebrew custom, they, they, they talk about the fact that, you know, the, the four days was symbolic because Christ wanted them to know that it was really dead. Because really they believed back then that under three days and under, you know, you would pretty much just sleep and you had a potential to wake up. Uh -huh. That's why we even have an tradition to have a wake, you know, to sit around and look at <laughs> dead folks cause just to make sure they don't get up, amen. But Lazarus here is dead for four days and Christ comes up on the scene. Yep. And he tells the people to do some specific things to, to resurrect their greatness, to resurrect the greatness that Lazarus was. And he said, take away the stone, roll away the stone. The first thing you got to realize is that, is that them rolling away the stone was the fact that they had to, Christ wanted them to see or wanted them to know, do you believe in what I'm about to do? Because how many know if he's getting ready to call Lazarus from the dead that he can move the stone by itself? Amen. How many know that he could have just snapped his finger and the stone disappeared? He could have spoke to the rock and it disappeared. He could have did a lot of things, but he said, no, I need to, I want to initiate y'all into this process. I need for you to believe what I'm about to do. If you roll away the stone, that's your faith with works. That'll let me know that you really believe on what I'm getting ready to do. See, there's a part that we got to do. There's a part that we got to do to say, you know what? I'm getting ready to get up. I'm getting ready to get up. So they roll away the stone and 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 then Christ says his prayer and then he calls Lazarus out. He says, come out. And then it says in verse 44, the man who had died came out. <clears throat> his hands and feet bound and his face Wrapped. And see, when I see things like that in the scripture, when they get specific like that, then you got to slow down. Because he could have just said that he came out and he was wrapped up. But they said his feet were wrapped. His hands were wrapped. His face was wrapped. So I asked God and my wife, <laughs> I said, what do you think 
Then why do you think they said the feet? And why do you think you talked about the hands and faith? That was too specific right there. And so in talking to her and talking to God, God said, said well, well, what happened? The reason why I wanted you to key in on his feet being wrapped. Because feet, feet, feet help you to get places. And if your feet are bound and they tied up, you really can't get to where you're trying to go. Feet, feet lead you to what? Your destiny. Feet leads you to your purpose. So what he was trying to say is that when he came out of this grave, when he came out of this dead situation, his destiny was bound up. But even more important, when you get to your destiny, that means you're going to be in a new domain. So that means that his, his dominion, his, God told us what to be fruitful and multiply. He says, I give you the dominion. Our, his domain was bound up. And see, God is saying, un un untie, untie, un unbound, unbound. What with our feet? He says, what in the word that, that our, our steps should be ordered by God? Well, how many know that God can't order your steps if, it's, if, if you tied up with something else? If you tied up with people who are not godly, if you tied up with things that are not godly, how can God order your step? You are bound. You are tied up. You're going to be having to just jump around like this. You look crazy because you're bound up. Then he said that the hands were bound. The hands were bound. And, and, and the hands, hands do what? They, they create things. You can make things with your hands. So he came out of this grave with his creation bound. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are sitting in here with very creative people, but it's bound by something. Mm -hmm. The hands also represent what you can take hold of. But how many know if your hands are bound up, or like how the police do when they put them behind your back and your hand, they, it, it bounds what you can hold, but even more so, it takes away your authority. It takes away your authority. See, when they, he came out of the grave, his authority was not, not there. What you put your hands on, that, that shows ownership. While it's in my hand, it's my mic. But if my hands are bound, if I'm tied up with things that I'm not supposed to be doing, if I'm tied up with things and, 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 and doing stuff that I'm not supposed to be doing, then guess what? Then I'm not going to be able to take hold of what God really has for my life. And that's even with the younger people. If you, if you get bound up with the wrong things, if you get tied up with the wrong people, yeah, it looks like fun. But let me tell you something. That short-term pleasure can lead to long-term pain. Yeah, it was fun to sneak out the house and go do that little thing and, 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 and nobody caught you. And your mom and them didn't find out and your daddy didn't know. But guess what? You know and God knows. And what happens a lot of times is we get our authority bound up. We get it tied up and not realizing why we can't get loose. We can't get loose. But then it said also that his, that his face was wrapped. And that one was even the most important to me because your face, your face does what? Gives you identity. Gives you identity. When I see your face, I know who you are. That's your identity. That's why he had these facial recognition programs where they can scan a whole group of people and pick you out of a crowd of a thousand people because of your face. So he came out with his identity bound. 
How many of you have your identity bound? Being bound because you've been labeled. You accepted the labels that somebody put on you. There's a lot of people living right now with labels put on them. They bound by those labels. They bound them by the they bound by the label of being a drug addict. They bound by the label of being a whoremonger. They bound by the label of being a homosexual. They bound by that thing. And the thing about living with an identity that's truly not yours, you won't even be able to benefit from that thing. Because it's not who you are. You're, you're grabbing a hold to illegal things. You're counterfeits. But we're bound in our identity. And also the face what? The face is where your eyes are. So what is that? Your vision. Your vision. See, this thing, this thing is all about resurrecting your greatness. How many know that if, you, if, you, if your feet are bound and you can't get to your destiny the way you're supposed to, you're not going to resurrect your greatness? If your hands are bound and you can't create the way God wants you to, and you can't have authority over the things in your life the way God wants you to, your greatness can't be resurrected. If you don't have a true identity of who you are in God, your greatness can't be resurrected. Your vision, your vision has to be restored. We can't go by what it looked like. We have to go by what it is. Because your vision is tied to what? Your mouth. And so you start speaking things. When you start speaking those things on what you see, that's why your vision has to be Elsewhere, your vision has to be to to God because if you speak those things that you see right here on this earth, what are you gonna be speaking? You're gonna be speaking fear. You're gonna speak to be speaking desperation, despair, hopelessness. You're gonna be speaking trials and tribulation. But no, you gotta speak victory. You gotta speak restoration. You gotta speak replenishing. You gotta speak prosperity. You gotta speak faith. You gotta speak love. You gotta speak glory. You gotta speak the word of God over your life. Yes. But if it's bound, who's bounding your mouth? Who's binding your vision? Who has you all wrapped up in things that you don't need to be wrapped up in? Physically and spiritually. Some of us wrapped up in beds that we need to get out of. I don't know who that's for. Amen. Might be for the recording. But I know it feels comfortable and it's all wrapped up in his arms, but, but guess what? The enemy is just there waiting, seeking whom he may devour. See, it's important to have your identity and, and, and to have your vision and to have your dominion and authority set up. Because see, this, this, this is what happens. I, I, I got this dollar bill, right? You look at this. This is how most of us see ourselves as, as, as this dollar. Let's just go with this example for me. This is how most of us see ourselves, this dollar. Dollar has a value, right? And we, we can go buy a dollar worth of whatever this, whatever, candy, gas, whatever, you know, gas ain't gonna get you far, but anyway, you get what I'm saying. But the enemy wants you to see yourself like this, all crumbled, all broken, all stepped on, destroyed. He wants you to see that he wants you to believe that because you've been crumbled and broken and stepped on, that you have no value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He wants you to be bound by what happened to you. 
He wants you to be bound by what people say about you. He wants you to be bound by, by what they did to you. He wants you to be bound so that you can think that you have no value because if you think you have no value, then you don't think you're great. And if you don't think you're great, then you always have limits on you. And if you always have limits on you, you will never reach the destiny that God has for you. But how many know that no matter how much I crumble this up and I can even rip it, as long as I got the two hands to put back together, how many know it'll still spin the same way? You still have your value. I don't care how long you've been buried. I don't care how long you've been bound. I don't care how long you've been broke, busted, and disgusted. You still have your value. You just need somebody to come in press you out. Yeah. Come and yeah. unfold those things that have made you have made you crooked. You need somebody to come and straighten you out a little bit. You need yeah. to accept the correction in your life. No, it ain't about judging. Judging is already done. Judging is permanent. Correction is temporary. You get corrected so you don't be judged. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still talking about resurrecting your greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Resurrecting your greatness. Because, see, the dollar still has a value. Mm -hmm. But, see, the beautiful part is the reason why a lot of people don't recognize it is because, see, when you come to Christ, there's an exchange. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, see, he takes what was only a dollar value, mm -hmm. and he says, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to add something to it. Yes. And he takes that dollar and makes it five. Mm -hmm. And I chose five for a reason why. Because it's grace. Grace? He gives you that grace. Yes. Yes. He gives you that anointing. He gives you that power. Power that's not even yours. Power that you don't even deserve. Power that you can't earn. Power that you can't even pay for. But power that you have access to. Yes. Now here go the beautiful part. Say, oh God, God, why was you doing this? He said, he said, well, this is all you really need to let them know is you, you can get more with $5 than you can a dollar. See, getting God gives you more access. Yes. I can access a lot more with this five dollars than I can a dollar. Yeah, yeah I, I ain't saying that I can go and buy the world with this five dollars, but we all know the simple man, I can buy more with five than I can a dollar. Yes. Make it plain. I go to the dollar store, I get one thing. I go to the dollar store, I get what? Five things. Simple man. Amen. That's what having God in our life does. Amen. But see, he, he doesn't do enough just to save us. It ain't just about saving us. Because how I many know just because you get saved, your, your greatness ain't resurrected yet? See, he told Lazarus to come out. Lazarus came out. He came out. Now, it doesn't say whether he came out on his own or, or somebody helped him out, but, but he came out nonetheless. So that lets me know that even though his hands was bound, even though his, his feet were bound, even though his, his face was covered up, yeah. his ears was open. His ears was open. Because mm -mm. mm. yeah. what? Faith come by hearing. Yeah. 
and hearing the word of God. Lazarus has been dead for four days. Even he at that point had succumbed to death and said, I guess I am dead. So when he heard that voice to come out, there had to be a faith in that that says, wait a minute, am I, I, I must not be as dead as I think I am. I must not be as defeated as I think I am. I must not be as broke as I think I am. Because otherwise, what is this voice calling me for? Don't this voice know that I'm dead? Don't this voice know that I'm buried? Don't this voice, wait a minute, I see the light. Who done removed the stone? Who done took this thing away? Do I see the light now? Do I hear the voice of God calling me? See, the voice of God is calling each and every one of you to come out of that grave that you're in, to come out of that thing that you're in that's telling you that you ain't gonna have it because you done waited too long or done pass you by. And now I know the church, we like to say a lot of times, don't miss this moment, don't miss this moment. And yes, that's true, but if we don't, I don't want to ever get it to the point where you think if you miss that moment, no other one's ever come. It's just the fact that we got to know that when God calls us, we got to be obedient to come out. And Lazarus come out. And that's what we do. We come out. But how many know that that's just being saved? Jesus tells us in this last in this other verse right here, he says, Lazarus came out and he was all unwrapped. But then Jesus tells him one, two things. Mm -hmm. First one he says is what? Unbind him. Mm -hmm. Unwrap him. Yes. Take all that stuff off. Free him up. He bound up in some things. See, the enemy can keep you bound if you don't remove the stuff that enslaved you in the first place. See, it's time to get free, people of God. Yeah. It says in the word of God that whom he said free is what? It's free indeed. Well, it's time for us to get the deed. Deed means ownership. Deed means authority. That's like when you pay off your house, you get a deed. Amen. He says who the son is set free is free indeed. Meaning you got ownership to your freedom. Meaning you got possession of your freedom. You just got to walk in that thing. You got to talk in that thing. You got to live in that thing. You got to sleep in that thing. You just gotta be free. Yes. Yes. Amen. We free, y'all. Whether you believe it or not. But God will always send some people to help you know that. That's why he says he sends preachers. He said, how will they know the word if it's not someone to preach it, to let them know? And I'm here to let you know today that you are free, 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 that you are free. I said to you, get tired, because I don't care what the enemy say. You are free. You are free. I don't care what your job say. You're free. I don't care what your bank account say. You're free. I don't care what your body say. You're free. I don't care what your mama says. You're free. I don't care what your daddy said. You free. I don't care what your friend said. You are free. I don't care what the school said. You free. I don't care what the government say. You free. I don't care what the enemy say. You are free. Hallelujah. You are free. I'm here to unbind you. I'm here to take off the, the scripts off your hands. I'm here to take the scripts off your feet so that you can walk in your purpose. I'm here to take the cloth off your face. You don't need them dead clothes no more. You don't came out the grave. You don't came out of the darkness. What you still walking around in grave clothes for? See, some of us are spiritually alive in Christ, but we still wrapped up in grave clothes. We're alive in Christ, 
but we still got our minds wrapped up in the grave. You can't live in two places at one time. That's why we, when Mary came to see Christ at the grave, the, 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 it says the messenger, the angel said, why are you searching for the dead, the, the living amongst the dead? The, the two don't go together. You ain't gonna find nothing living here. You're not gonna find anything living here. God says it is time to recognize how free you truly are. Turn, turn quickly to Ephesians chapter five. Let's look at some word here. Ephesians chapter 5, because ain't nothing like the word to free you up. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse, I'm looking at verse 7. Ephesians 5 and 7. It says, therefore, do not become partners with them. He, they're talking about the sons of disobedience. Don't get bound up in that stuff. Do not become partners with them. Verse 8, it says, for at one time you were darkness. Yes. See, it don't even say you was in darkness. It says you were darkness. But now you are light. So I want you to get that. See, some of us think we're in the light. No, we are the light. Resurrect your greatness. Take the limits off. It says that what? That you don't put a lamp under a bushel. No, you lift the shade so that everybody can see. The world does not benefit from you cowering down and holding back your gifts and your talents and your anointing. The world don't benefit by you shrinking and being small. The world benefits by you recognizing your greatness yeah. and your light. Yeah. And it says, walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful work of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, that's what all, this is what all this is there for. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. It's a call going out today, y'all. So it's time to get up. It's time to wake up. It says what? That the, 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 the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. It's time to get up. I'm calling y'all to come out. I'm calling y'all to get up. I'm calling on ideas. I'm calling on strategies. I'm calling on schemes. I'm calling on whatever it takes to get the people of God into the kingdom. I'm calling you to come out. Awake, old sleeper. Arise from the dead and let the Christ of the light shine on you. Yes. You're being unbound. Don't keep walking around in the grave clothes. You say you love God, but as soon as something happens, you're, you're, you're saying stuff that don't look like that. You say you love God, but as soon as, soon as the money don't come out right, you forget that he supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory. You say you love God, but 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 as soon as as soon as somebody on the job treats you wrong and do you wrong, you forget that no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper. Yes. You say you love God, but you still got on the gray clothes when your body start hurting, and you forget that by His stripes you are already healed. Yes. It didn't say you were going to be healed; it said you already are. Yes. 
Take off them grave clothes. Take them off. Take off the grave clothes of sin. Sin is sin. It ain't no levels to it. Sin is separation is now. Anything that separates you from God is a sin. Point blank periods. Take off the grave clothes of tradition. Take off the grave clothes of legalism. Take off the grave clothes of not understanding that the exchange has happened. There was an exchange that happened. You went from a dollar to five. There was an exchange that happened. Accept the exchange. He says, freely you have been given. You didn't have to pay for this. Accept the exchange. Take off the grave clothes, people of God. Do not walk out of here with them clothes on. Take it off. It's in your mind. That's why Paul said, renew your mind what? Daily. Because he know that we'll, we we subject to get wrapped up back into the stuff that we're trying to free ourselves from in the first place. But that's why we have to, even as like it says in Galatians chapter 20, verse 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, we got to realize there's an exchange. There's an exchange that goes on. So you're saying, oh, I'm not all that great. Well, guess what? God is. And God is in you. God lives in you. And that's why it says in verse 21, I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. What is he saying right there? If your greatness and your righteousness was all because of what you could do, then Christ did it for nothing. That was an exchange, people of God. We have a access to a power that is so unlimited that we don't even sometimes, we won't even begin to tap into what it truly is. Even when we get on our deathbed, I, I think even when we get the glory, we still won't even have all the glory because there's dimensions to this thing. Amen? But we got to realize we got access. We got authority to it. But you got to unbind your feet so that you can walk to the finished work. You got to unbind your hand so you can operate the finished work when you get there. You got to unbind your face and take off the cloth, the, the cloth around your eye so that you can see the vision and even how to get there. That's why it says in the word of God, what? The people without vision cast off all restraints. Meaning you subject to do anything if you don't have a vision. And, and, that, and that's the word I want to give again to the youth is that, that when you go back to school and you do these things, come up with a goal, come up with plans, come up with a vision. Why? Because that'll keep you restrained. That'll keep you, that'll keep you in order. If you don't know where you're going, you'll always be there. It's easy to get the way you, to a place where you don't know where you're going because you're already there. You're walking around aimlessly. Get you a plan in motion, saying, okay, if you're in high school, but when I graduate, I want to go to this school. Well, what does it take to get to that school? Well, then guess what? Then that lets you know that these steps either going to take me to that school or these steps going to take me away. Every step you make is putting you closer to your destiny or further away from your destiny. That's for everybody in here. And we got to be able in our life to start asking that question. What you here for? 
Those thoughts in your head, what are you here for? Are you here to help me, unbind me, and take me to my destiny? Or are you trying to sneak and tie me up again? Yeah. Mm. I ain't into that tying up stuff. Don't be tying me up. I ain't with that. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't play all that tying up. You know, we, we ain't got to be tying, tying me up. I need to be able to be free. I need to be able to, in case you change your mind about how you feel about me, I'm free. Amen. Amen. I don't want to be tied up because of, but I don't want to be tied up to your flattery. I don't want to be tied up to your money. I don't want to be tied up to what you, your opinion, because you might change that thing. See, Christ was free. That's why when he came into to Jerusalem on the first day, he entered in, and they was Hosanna, Hosanna. It didn't go to his head, because he knew what was going to happen at the end of the week. He said, I'm free. I'm free. I'm still Christ, whether you hosanna me or whether you crucify me. I'm still Christ. Therefore, we got to get in our spirit. I'm still great, whether you love me or whether you hate me. Your, your opinion don't affect my greatness. Amen. Your opinion don't have no value on me. On Amen. 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 I'm a sweet $5 bill, whether you think I'm a dollar or 50 cents. You just don't know how to spend me properly. You just don't know how to value me. See, some people just too eager to recognize value. You don't know the difference between counterfeit and real. That's why you rather take around stuff that's fake. But see, you gotta know, you gotta be around people who know how to value real things, who how to look in the inside and see no matter what, even though I'm looking like a raggedy dollar, baby, I see you looking like five. Even though you look torn apart, come in and give me, I've got some tape to put you back together. Do you got both parts? Yeah, I got both parts. Well, we can put each other back together then. See, you gotta find some people that's willing to increase your value, not take away from it. You gotta find some people that will value you properly. Yes, yes, yes. That's good. That's good. Everybody ain't gonna like you. That's right. But they all gotta respect your value. But it starts with you respecting your own. Respect your own value. See, you're not you 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 you're not you're not what you have become. You just need to unwrap. Just unwrap. Just unwrap. Just unwrap. Just just unwrap. See, but but the thing is, once you unwrap, you can't stay naked. How I many know that when they unwrap, they unwrap last you stand there butt naked. <laughs> I can hear somebody say, put some clothes on that man. Hide the kids' eyes and everything. Yeah. Because when we finally unwrap. And the word of God it says it talks about the word where it says that you know when you sweep out the house you gotta fill it back with something because otherwise the enemy comes back seven times greater. So we have to put on some clothes, amen. We gotta, yeah. It's, it's okay to unwrap and unbind your hands and unbind your feet and take the thing off your head, get your mind right. But how many know that that's just the pro that's just the beginning of the process. You ain't arrived yet. It's kind of like how they do in, in with, with Taekwondo and AJ used to do that. And the, 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 um, the, the, the instructor was telling people, like, you know, people think the black belt is the, the final stage of the belts. But he's like, really, when you get the black belt, is when your Taekwondo really starts. Everything else is just a build up. The black belt is just when you start. So just getting saved, that's just when you start. That's right. You ain't finished. You just getting started. You gotta put some clothes on. Turn quickly to Ephesians chapter six. Let's look at Ephesians chapter six. He tell you right here. 
in verse 10, finally, finally, finally you done come out. Yeah. Finally, you done, you done decided to wake up. Yeah. Finally, you done decided to recognize the light that you are. Finally, you done decided to recognize how free you really are. This is a liberation theology. This ain't no slave mentality, amen? Finally, finally. he says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole. Don't leave nothing out. Whole. Don't, don't, don't put on part. Put on the whole arm of God that you may stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against rules, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. We fighting against a whole lot of stuff, in other words. Yes. He said, but therefore, since you fight, Take on the whole arm of God. He's telling you again, in case you missed the first time. Take on the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand. See, when you put on the armor, you're going to be able to withstand. Yes, yes. Then he says in verse 14, stand therefore, having fastened your belt of truth. See, you're going to bind yourself, but you're going to bind yourself to the truth. To the yes, truth? Yes. What's the truth? The word of God. Then he said, put on the breastplate of what? Righteousness. So that your heart can be covered. So that your heart can be protected. And verse 15, and he says, and put on shoes for your feet. So you don't unbound your, you don't unbound your feet. Now I'm going to put you some shoes on. Because where you're going, where you're walking might be a little rocky. So I don't want you to stub your toe. I don't want you to have no excuses. Like I can't walk on them broken glass. No, you got on the shoes of peace. You got on the shoes of God. You got on the shoes of the good news. Keep on walking in that thing. Yes. Then in verse 16, he said, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. That means the shield of faith, meaning that you got to be able to stand behind that faith, stand on that thing, so that when it says what? So that the fiery darts of the enemy, when he shoot him, it ain't if he shoot him, it's when he shoot him. But how many know that shield is all not only just a defense weapon, but it's an offense weapon? Because Paul was writing from a Roman soldier standpoint, and the Roman soldiers, they would actually fight with the shield. They would punch the enemy with the shield. So that's what we got to do with our faith. We got to take the fight to him sometime. And then it says in verse 17, put on the helmet of salvation. So you had that stuff all wrapped around your face and your head, but now I want you to put on the helmet of salvation because I got to protect your mind with the salvation of God. He said, stand still this day and see the salvation of the Lord. Go ahead. And then he said, take up the sword of the spirit. See, I'm dressing you right now. I'm putting some stuff on you. I'm getting you decked out. I'm putting your swag on. You got to get ready to dust your shoulders off so you can be ready to do this thing. He said, take the sword of the spirit. And see, what we got to realize, that sword wasn't one of them big long swords. It was more of like a dagger. So that means the enemy going to get up on you, but you just drawing him in so you can stick him. You just letting him come up on you so you can ram him up in a little bit. You hit him with that shield faith and then you stick yes. him with that knife. See that's how you fight. You got to hit him with the faith. You got to hit him and let him know that God I'm, I'm for God and who I serve I will die. So you got to hit him when he come against your family and you got to say you know what I got a God that when the enemy rises up like a standard boom when the enemy come in like a flood and the God will raise up a standard 
boom, and you hit him with that shield. And now you're destroyed because you say that by his strife, I'm already healed. So you got to be willing to fight. You got to be willing to take the offensive. It ain't no time for running. It ain't no time for backing up. It ain't no time for, for being scared. That's right. That's right. Yes. Because if you know anything about this Roman picture that he was painting here, all the all the protection was on the front. That's right. So you still butt naked from behind. Which means if you turn and run, they got you. The devil gonna bust you behind. Because it's wide open. So you gotta stand there and fight, fully clothed, fully clothed. And Christ, that's why he said, I'm bound because I'm trying to dress him with something. I'm trying to clothe him in the righteousness of God. He said he got on that old wine skin, but I wanted to put on something new because I'm trying to pour something into his life. I'm trying to pour something into her life. I'm trying to let her know that she got a greater work to do, that she got a greater ministry inside of her. She got, he got a greater business inside of him. He, she got a greater book. She, she got a better destiny inside of her than what she's living right now. See, some of us are so used to settling for, for great, but not realizing that God wants us to do the impossible. Yeah. See, that's what the impossible even means. It says, I am possible. I am possible. Say it, say it slowly. I am possible. I am possible. Meaning, I am possible. I don't care what it look like. I am possible. I am possible. I take the impossible and because I am possible, it becomes possible. We can do all things, what? Through Christ. Christ that what strengthens us. Yes, amen. Mm -hmm. And once once Christ had him all decked out, then that's when he said, Let him go. Let him go. Loose. Let him go. Yes. Let him go. Let him go. And that's what I'm telling y'all today. I'm letting y'all go. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I know I don't bound you, whether you feel I'm bound or not. I don't preach better than you think I have. Amen. I don't need you to validate it. Amen. Because my daddy just told me so. Amen. So I done done my work. Amen. And so now I'm telling you like Christ said, let him go. Let y'all go. Let y'all go. I'm talking about in the physical and the natural. Amen. I'm finna let y'all go. Amen. But when you get ready to go, realize there's gonna be some people out there that, that ain't gonna be too happy about you being free. Because if you read on down in the chapter 12, in, in the St. John chapter 12, it was some people that ran and told the Pharisees, oh, you know Jesus over there free and dead, folks. He over there letting folks go. And, 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 and they didn't like that. Amen. You're gonna have some people who are drawn to you because see, that's what Christ was doing it for. He wants you to resurrect your greatness because it says that people came from all over the place to see Christ and Lazarus, to see the one that he bought from the dead. And that's what God is going to do for your life. He's going to bring somebody to your life and say, I, I just want to see what God did in your life. I remember your win. I remember when you was going through it, but you don't look like what you've been through. You don't look like what you went through. Can you tell me the secret? Can you tell me how you did it? Can you tell me how you didn't go crazy? Can you tell me how you didn't lose your mind? Can you tell me how you didn't kill yourself? Can you tell me how you didn't give up? Can you tell me how you didn't fall down? Can you tell me how you didn't get discouraged? Can you tell me how you got up? Yes, 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 Jesus. And you can sit them down and say, but God, but God. Yes. And we can take the limits off. Yes, yes. We can take the limits off. Resurrect your greatness, people of God. 
I speak it over your life today. That there is no limits on your life. That you're coming out of your grave. You're coming out of what's been burying you. I don't care if it was your body. Your, 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 your lack of what you think is healing. I don't care if it's your lack of what you think is your finances. I don't care if you think it's the lack of what you think is a good relationship. You're coming out today. In the authority of Christ, I call you to come out so that all may see your greatness. I see it on you. I see it on you. Come out today. Walk in your greatness. Walk in your greatness. Walk in your greatness. Come out today. Imagine yourself, whatever's dying in you right now. Just imagine yourself being unwrapped. Unwrap them, God. Unwrap them, God. Unwrap them, God. Unwrap them, God. The spirit of doubt, unwrap. Worry, unwrap. Fear, unwrap. Discouragement, unwrap. Confusion, unwrap. Chaos, unwrap. See it all around. Yes, God. Let him go, God. Let him go. Let him go. There's work to do, people of God. There's work to do, people of God. I declare that you will no longer be settled. That there will be a Holy Spirit fire set underneath you. That it will wake you in the night hour. That it will not let you sleep. That it will not let you rest. I speak it upon you right now in the name of Jesus. That you just be a Holy Spirit conviction upon your life. That whatever you're settling for, that you'll come out of it. That you'll walk in your greatness. That you'll walk in your purpose. I call it right now. I speak it right now over your life. That you'll come out of it right now in the name of Jesus. It's time out. No longer settling. No longer just going through the motion. No longer just going day to day. No longer just rocking in the rat race. No longer just going around in circles. But I speak purpose. 
I speak purpose. As the authority in this house, I speak purpose over this people. Purpose. No longer existing, but living, creating, being fruitful, multiplying. I speak it right now over everybody in this room. Ideas. Strategies. Divine connections. Divine resources. I speak it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Resurrect your greatness. Resurrect your greatness.